question I'd always had was, is, you know, is there a there there? Is there really anything happening after we die? And um, I brought back two things from that, which I absolutely have always known since then. There is a there there, and it's there for everybody. It wasn't just for Paul or for Presbyterians or just for Christians or what. It's, it's for everybody. Now, it's been a wonderful life, and I'm not through with it. Um, but that was the profound, the NDU was the most profound experience of my life. And it was certainly the springboard that took me off in new life directions. and I fell 75 feet. This was not a small drop. I landed back first in a huge black set of blackberry vines. They had to cut me out of them, but I never broke a bone. I walked home five miles from that experience. The tree hit the rocks right beside that blackberry bush and busted all the you-know-what. So they're looking me over and I'm getting less and less coherent while they're trying to do this. And suddenly, right in the middle of all of that, from their perspective, I just stopped. Everything. Heart, respiration, boom, there's nothing there. And they don't know why. No. Now, what I saw was I immediately started going through this tunnel. And there were, it was kind of like these sort of flashing lights, and I was spinning, but it wasn't, it didn't make me dizzy or anything. Um, and I just remember going down this chute, or up this chute, directions are meaningless there, and I came out in this gray area, um, like big gray amorphous clouds or something. And I knew there was other beings there. I could sense that. I didn't pay much attention to them, and they didn't pay much attention to me. But one being did. It came up, and I always referred to this being as the greeter, because he greeted me. And uh, that's not a very, seems like a very spiritual term, but that's just the way it came across. And I had a conversation with this being. I did go through a series of, it was like snapshots, it was a life review, but there was no good or bad connected to it. It was just more a matter of, this is what you did, and then you did this, and then you did this, and then you did this. But somewhere in there, there was this undercurrent of the things you haven't done in this life. And the major thing that happened after the life review is we started talking, and while this is going on, I'm going around a series of light bends. I don't know how else to describe it. Just slowly moving around. 
And it was really nice. I mean, I'm feeling great. Everything's terrific. And I knew if I went around the light bends much further, I'd just keep going to wherever that was. And with that decision, suddenly, I'm up in the corner of the, this, whatever this room was. I can't really call it an emergency room, but whatever it was. And I'm looking down at my body on the bed, or uh, the, whatever it was, table, gurney. It was a gurney, I think. And I'm also watching two of the three doctors, and they're trying to get this great big machine in through a door, and they're not having much luck. Um, it's sort of like watching the photomat elves, you know. And the third doctor is just standing up by my head, and he's watching me. And I'm very amused by all of this. I'm just sitting up at the corner having a good time. But I realized that the longer I was out of that body, the harder it might be to go back in it. Sort of, I felt this thing, I didn't see it, but it was like a thread. And other people have reported things like this, the golden thread, silver thread, something. And I felt some kind of connection between me and my body in my chest. And so I followed that thing right back into my body. Now, outwardly, I was still completely out of it. But I came back in, and it was sort of like, you know, putting the layers back on the onion as I'm coming back out of this. And I can absolutely verify the hearing really is the first thing to come back, so presumably it's probably the last thing to go to. Uh, nurses tell you that all the time. And I couldn't react at all to it. But I distinctly remember in this exasperated tone, the doctor up by my head saying, Jesus Christ, he's breathing again. It didn't necessarily make me a better person on many levels. Um, I come from a family where the men drink too much, and I did too. I had my NDE when I was 28. I didn't give up drinking until I was 47. It's 19 years later. Um, I, and I, I have talked to a lot of NDE years, and amazingly enough, I think the percentage of NDE years who have been alcoholics is slightly higher than it is for the general population. I, and I'm, I don't know why that statistic is, but I know I fit within it. Um, I've been sober now 32 years. It's, I mean, I've been having a wonderful time. I've had all the problems that everybody else has had. I had cancer a few years ago. Um, so far, so good with that, you know. Um, I've had six spinal operations over the course of my life, but I have always been able to walk. I've had 52 years of walking, and every, every day has been a joy. Sometimes it really hurt, but when you spend a little time in a wheelchair and you're lucky enough to get out of it, believe me, you can be grateful, and I am. It really did change me, uh, and, and I, as I said, I didn't realize at the time how much my view of things had changed. They certainly broadened, um, but they really can be wrapped up in the second thing that I said, which is that 
it's for everybody. It's just for everybody. We are all in this together, and I think largely we tend to forget that. But it's true. And so I have kind of sought out friends who were inclusive instead of exclusive. I've refused to join a few organizations uh, or quit a couple when I found out they had prohibitions against one thing or another. Um, I, because I don't want to be a hypocrite. I, I want to try to lead an authentic life. I think we all do. And while, I've, while I haven't heard the voice again, and that's been how many years now, a long time certainly, um, I know I'm guided by it. I feel I'm never really